0: Thank you, brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the sweet spirit in this place. We thank you for these, are our friends, who have led us as we've sought to worship and honor and glorify you, Lord Jesus Christ. We say hallelujah. We say praise the Lord. We follow you, Lord Jesus, in all of our ways. We thank you for this day that you've given to us, whatever we have dealt with today, whatever circumstances, good or bad, whatever our situation. We give thanks to you for this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. We pray that tonight you might help us as we open the Word of God, that we might have fellowship by the Holy Spirit in the Word of God together, and that you might speak to each and every one of us here tonight about those needs. The Holy Spirit of God, take the Word of God implanted and place it in our lives exactly in the place it needs to be to help us as we seek to live in this world for you. We pray for those who are teaching the Bible across this campus tonight, our choir, our boys and girls, and our students, all that goes on here. We thank you for Wednesday nights at First Baptist Church. We pray that you're pleased with us, Lord, and that we are accomplishing the purposes, carrying out your commission the way you'd want us to do it. So now, Lord, we bring our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. We bring our thoughts. Here they are. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. We bring them all to you. You know them anyway. We ask now that you would help us to set our minds on things above. Get our minds off of the things in this world so that we might be useful in this world for your purposes. We thank you, Lord, for this day, and we thank you for the blessing to be together. May we never regret the days we have together, nor overlook them, nor take advantage of them. We thank You for all of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if you have a copy of uh, the notes, we're making a change. No, we're not in Lamentations. There's actually more books in the Bible than Lamentations, though we were there for a while. I call you back to a familiar place in the Bible, the book of Proverbs. And we'll be there tonight and in the days ahead. And we'll be talking about wisdom for living, wisdom for living. And I'm going to do a little bit differently. We, we spent a long time years ago here uh, in the book of Proverbs. In fact, good two years we were in the book of Proverbs together. Uh, this time we'll be working through the book of Proverbs in a different way, uh, looking at some things together. So tonight uh, we'll go to Proverbs chapter 1. And uh, we'll, we'll begin there and we're, we're going to look primarily at verse number 2 uh, of chapter 1 But we'll read the first six verses in just a moment So I begin with this question for all of us who are here tonight For daily life, for your daily life Now look, everybody in this room, I'm looking around We've all studied the book of Proverbs we're all this, Many of you teach, the, you've taught the book of Proverbs But you taught it at a, on a different day It's not today. Today is not the day yesterday was. Today is today. And tomorrow will be tomorrow. Some of you taught it, so I taught this uh, to our church uh, when I was a younger man than I am now. So as I look at the book of Proverbs as the man I am now, all of a sudden I see things from the Holy Spirit that I didn't see before. The Word of God is more than just learning outlines and terms and words. It is a living book. The Word of God is alive. The Holy Spirit, it has its voice. The Holy Spirit speaks through the words of Scripture. So now here you are today, 2023, is it? March of 2023. You don't know how many days you'll have left, nor do I. So today... What kind, what do you need to know to live these days in your life? What do you need to know? Well, Pastor Mike, I obviously need more information. Is that really what you need to know? What is it that for daily life, for your life in your relationship to your family, in your relationship to those you work with, in relationship to people in the world, your to your children and grandchildren? For your daily life, what is the greatest thing you need to know? Now I want you to keep that question before you. And then also, where can we go for a model of how to live the way we should as Christians in the world today? Well, it takes skill To live life well. It takes skill to live life well. And what I submit to you tonight is this, that wisdom for living begins when you know wisdom. So let's read the the book of Proverbs beginning in verse number 1, and we'll read through verse 6. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, And this is the phrase to know wisdom and instruction. There it is. To know wisdom. What is it that I need in daily life? What is the greatest thing I need for my daily life today at my age of 66? Answer to know wisdom. That's what this 66 year old needs. "...to know wisdom, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion, A wise man will hear and increase in learning. And a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. Heavenly Father, and I bless the reading of your word. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So there will be four principles that I'll highlight and come around. So verse number two has... These elements in it. Notice what you have in uh, verse 2 and also in verse 3, the first phrase. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, and to receive instruction in wise behavior. What do I need to know? What do you need to know? You don't know what's ahead of you tomorrow. You think... You're in a predicti- pretty predictable pattern. You got up today and you got your coffee at the same time you always do, and you sat in your chair and you went through your routine, but you don't know what a day will bring. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what skills you lack. So, living wisely requires spiritual wisdom from God to know wisdom. Living wisely is knowing God's wisdom. And thirdly, living wisely is knowing Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. And finally, living wisely is practicing the wisdom of God. So, this is, I'm introducing what we'll be talking about, and we'll allow the book of Proverbs to lead us as we look at at least. Uh, 12 or 13 places where wisdom, the need to know wisdom, is explained and illustrated. So the focal truth is this. To know wisdom is to live wisely. Look, I'm just being Pastor Mike here. I know lots of people who lived wisely at the beginning of their life but didn't end well. The very man who wrote these words under inspiration did not live wisely at the end of his life. Solomon loved many foreign women. God came to him three times. God came to him, 1 Kings 11, you go home and read it. God came to him three times. God came to him. Stop your idolatry. Follow me as you did when you were a young man. He died in disobedience. Look, you can live wisely as a young man or woman, and you can die like a fool. This is an important matter. Sometimes church becomes an idea of like you graduate. Graduation. I'm, I'm chasing a rabbit, but this is worth chasing. This rabbit's a big rabbit. Well, we go to church and the kids go to church and we go along with them and we're glad the kids are all doing well. Along the way, the kids start learning God's Word and they start growing. and We're going with the kids and one day the kids are gone. Well, what did I do? What did I do about my soul? What did I do about studying God's Word? What did I do? I did all this for the kids, but where am I? Oh, one day I started well. I loved Jesus. I walked with God. I had a heart for God. I had a passion for God. I shared the gospel. I read the Word of God. I had a thirst for God's Word. But you know, after you get down the basic ideas of Christianity, you pretty well got it down. You got a pretty good idea on the Bible. Then you kind of move on to other things, right? You can live well at the beginning of your Christian life and end... A fool. You can begin your life as a fool, come to know Christ, and live your life well to the end. Living wisely. This is what I'm appealing to you. It takes skill to live well. So that's the very word we have here. So let's go through some things together and I'll introduce this to you. First of all, living wisely requires spiritual wisdom from God. Living wisely is knowing and I'm just going to go through my outline, do a little teaching here. I want you just to follow along. Living wisely is knowing and learning. Notice in the text to know and to know wisdom and instruction. It's amazing to me that if you're a wise person, you will receive instruction. You'll receive counsel. you'll receive advice. Wisdom is associated to know wisdom, There is a knowledge of wisdom, and there is an instruction, and there's learning wisdom that never ends in your life. You're never where you graduate. Now I have all the wisdom I need to live my life. That's a fool's thought. Living wisely is knowing and learning God's wisdom all the days of your life. Living wisely is discerning the words of God's wisdom. Notice the second phrase, to discern the sayings of understanding. Where are the the true sayings of understanding found? In the Word of God. Living wisely is practicing wise living. I quote now from my friend Eugene Peterson. To receive instruction in wise behavior... Wisdom is the art of living skillfully. Please notice this. I've put it here because it's of such value. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. That's the definition of wisdom skill for living. It has virtually nothing to do with information that is wisdom. It, as such, with knowledge as such. Wisdom has to do, I tried to italicize it, wisdom has to do with becoming skillful in life. Skillful in honoring our parents, in raising our children, handling money, going to work, using words well, treating friends kindly. It is cultivating emotions within ourselves and attitudes toward others that make for peace. Proverbs concentrates on these concerns more than any other book in the Bible. It focuses on life skills based on God's wisdom. And you're going to need them and so am I. I need life skills right now that I didn't need when I was 26 years old and if the lord grants me more life I'm I'm going to need life skills wisdom for my life in ages to come years to come proverbs distills it all into riveting images aphorisms that keep us and the last phrase here That Eugene says is very important, that keep us connected in holy obedience to the ordinary. I'm talking about ordinary things here. You see, it's in the ordinary that we demonstrate our wisdom. Oh, can you be wise when the crisis is on? Can you be wise when it's a hard time? Can you be wise when it's a a special situation? Well, what about in the ordinary? You know where people get trapped up in sin? In the ordinary. The day-to-day is where sin comes to be. We can prepare ourselves and, and protect ourselves in those times where we feel things raging around us. But the ordinary, it was that day when David didn't go out with, to battle with the kings and he stayed at the house and there he looked across and there was Bathsheba bathing on the rooftop. It was in the ordinary day. Just a lazy old day. The great sin of David happened. So, living wisely requires spiritual wisdom from God. There's some things we need to know, and I submit to you that for daily living, for skill for daily living, we in this room and everyone who hears my voice, and those of you joining us online, God bless you, I know there's some who do, we all need to know wisdom. So, number two, living wisely is knowing God's wisdom. So, the wise know God's wisdom. Now, let, let's, use some, let's look at these words for a moment. What does this Hebrew word, yada, know? This word, yada. So, it means I've given you these multiple descriptions or definitions of the word know because they all have a, a very, they all amplify on what knowledge we're talking about here. Knowledge means to become aware of something. Knowledge means to discover something. Knowledge means to become acquainted with something. And and knowledge has to do with knowledge of something. So we have some people here in this room who have knowledge about various things. We have people in our church who truly are, they have knowledge of farming. They have knowledge of engineering. They have knowledge of equipment and, and, and uh, machines. They have knowledge, they have knowledge of of uh, education knowledge and and teaching children. We're blessed in our church with people who have knowledge, health, and medical knowledge. All kinds of people with expertise, knowledge in in finance and banking and all the rest. But it is beyond knowledge in this sense. You see, the wise are acquainted with the wisdom that comes from God's Word and from Christ, and they develop dexterity. You know what dexterity is? It's the old saying about the musician. The musician who is well trained can break the rules. The musician who knows the rules can play in other ways beyond the rules because they have a dexterity, they have a skill with what they do. Do you have skill for this season of your life? What you did before does not take you to where you have to go today or tomorrow. This is my, this is, this is what we're talking about. Do you have life skills? Sometimes we'll say, and we're doing this here at the church. We're going to do it. We're going to try to help young couples and families. And, and we're working to come alongside fosters and others and help families with their basic skills. In parenting in life, and life. But I'm talking to you about your own, your own life as it relates to all that you do in the ordinariness of life. Do you have skill? Do you have dexterity in the way you think about the circumstances of your life? You see, godly wisdom is spiritual skill for life, godly wisdom is spiritual skills. It affects the way I think. When I have godly wisdom, I don't think the way I... Oh, I was trained to think in worldly wisdom. We've all been trained in that. Uh, we, We discover new ways of dealing with life issues. When we have God's wisdom, we approach dealing with life issues not in the world's way of dealing with those issues. We have a different skill set. And our skills come from Knowing wisdom. When I know wisdom, I, have, I possess the skill. I, I build a knowledge of God's wisdom and ways rather than man's wisdom and ways. And lo and behold, what does it do? The book of Proverbs promises skills to face all of life's issues. Just look on down the page. Notice all of the beginning of the sentences that begin with two T-O. T-O. This is like a promise. The first six verses of Proverbs one are like a promise of what pro- the book of, of what Godly wisdom will do for you. To know wisdom and instruction to, leads to discerning the sayings of understanding in the Word of God. You, just, where do I go for understanding? I go to the place where the sayings of understanding are given. To receive instruction, notice, in wise behavior. Notice how it's building. Righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence. To know wisdom is to give prudence to the naive. Notice now the progression here. from From the most naive and simple to the wisest. You see, Proverbs is for all seasons of life. And experience, to give prudence to the naive and to the youth, knowledge and discretion. This is why we have our children and our youth work on the book of Proverbs. A wise man, now wait a minute, goes from the the naive and the youth now to the wise man or woman. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. It's interesting to me as a pastor. Those who go to church but aren't interested in submitting to preaching and teaching. It's like they already know it. Why do I need to go in there and hear that? They're not open to instruction. They're not open to correction. They're not willing to hear and be challenged with the truth of God's Word. You see, but the wise always want to learn. The fool despises wisdom and instruction. I'm quoting the book of Proverbs. You can determine the, the condition of your life in it as it relates to wisdom as to how you receive the truth of God's Word as it's delivered. Are you open to instruction? Or do you feel like you know everything? You don't need instruction anymore. You've graduated. You've graduated. No, you see the wise. Who are the wise? They hear and increase in learning. The point of it is for all of life. And a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Just like you have people who acquire different things they're interested in. Uh, you know, stones and coins and guns and cars. And I'm a man, you know, I don't know women, whatever women acquire. Uh, uh, Vases and glasses and stuff, junk you put in a china cabinet, I don't whatever that is. But a man of understanding or a woman of understanding acquires, look at this, wise counsel. And that doesn't first come from your friends. That comes from the Word of God and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Who do you go to for your counsel? And how do you know if they are wise? It's building now to understand a proverb and a figure. We will be in the days ahead. We're finishing the... Uh, Lord, teach us to pray. We'll be moving to the book of Luke on Sunday mornings, talking about everyday stories of Jesus. And we're going to spend a lot of time looking at the wonderful parables of the Lord Jesus, everyday stories. The everyday stories of Jesus have within them, hidden within them, great gospel truths. But who knows them? Who knows these figures? When you read the proverb, do you see, the, do you see it? Uh, to understand a proverb and a figure requires wisdom, the words of the wise and their riddles. I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about the Word of God. So within the pages of Proverbs, there are some strange, uh, how does he call it here? Proverbs, figures, and riddles. But in these we find and discover the truth of God that leads listen to the wisdom of God. So living wisely is knowing Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. If I'm going to know wisdom, where do I go first? I go to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians for a moment. And uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and you need to look at this because this is a very familiar passage but Tonight, we must pause here to give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. And while you're turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to read to you from Colossians chapter 2. Go to 1 Corinthians 1. Paul says something very important to the Colossian church. Colossians 2, he says, I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf, and for those who are at Laodicea, and for those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding. Boy, it's a long sentence. Paul writes these long sentences. The point is, I want you to have love in your heart and have assurance of understanding because, he says, of a true knowledge of God's mystery. Christ Himself. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. People say, oh, Pastor Mike, I want to go deep in God's Word. Then go deep in knowing Christ. You think you know all about Jesus because you've read the Gospels? You think you know all about Jesus because you know His sayings? We must follow Him. We must follow Him as a disciple. We must live in an experience with Him. The mystery is this. Christ, Messiah, Lord Jesus, in whom is hidden all of God's wisdom. All of God's wisdom is hidden in Jesus Christ. And I want to know tonight, how well have you probed, evaluated thought upon the Lord Jesus Christ who is all wisdom for all of us. Now Paul says, 1 Corinthians 1. He says to them, first of all, that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to the world. Verse 18, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. It always is. Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, was buried and on the third day rose from the dead. That's the gospel. And people say, that's it? Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. And the world says, oh my, is that all you got? But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The Word of the cross. The Word of the cross. Speaking of the cross. Speaking of the crucifixion. We're coming now to Easter. We're coming now to these very deep and very powerful holy days. Paul says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. How did he do it? The cross. The cross. Where there are the ironies. Oh, the ironies of the cross. What does the Gentile pagan... Pilate do? He sticks on top of the cross the king of the Jews. The ironies of the cross, the ironies of the cross, where coming together, Gentiles and Jews all say, "Crucify him. We will not have this man over us. The cross. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? I'm reading verse 20. Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Oh, there's a vast amount of wisdom from the world. We've all gone to school. We've all heard it. We all know the sayings of the wise from the world. And the philosophers and all the rest. But you see, God has made foolish the world's wisdom. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. The wisdom of the world will never bring you to God. The wisdom of the world will lead you to self-worship, self-fulfillment, and self-aggrandizement. It's always that way. The wisdom of the world is grounded and founded upon myself. Upon the man, upon man, not upon God. The wisdom of the world. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Remember, Paul went up there among the philosophers, the wise ones in Athens. And he told them that this man was raised from the dead. Well, some of them laughed it off. Okay, who's this babbler? Others of them said, well, we'll think about it. But a few believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and were saved that day. Going on. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. Searching for wisdom. Oh, I need that new book on how to be a parent. I need that new book on how to have a better marriage. I need that book on how to do better at work. I need that book on... But to know... Wisdom, God's wisdom through Christ will give you the skills for your marriage, for your family, for your children, for your work, for your daily life, for getting older, for living life well. He goes on and says, But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God. Verse 24, here it is. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Do you see it there? When you say His name, powerful things happen. When you say the name of Jesus, when you speak in the name of the Lord Jesus, when we preach the cross, this is what we stand in our day to say to the world, the same great truths. We preach Jesus Christ crucified. We preach Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah crucified. That's the message. The Messiah was crucified. The promised one has been crucified. Was murdered. This is our preaching. And in it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. God's great wisdom his seen and on display in the cross, when you read as we come to Holy Week, when you come and you begin to meditate and think deeply this year about the cross, you're looking at the great display of God's wisdom. This is God's way of wisdom. Nothing like the world's way. And so he goes on to say, because of the foolishness of God, verse 25, is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And then he talks about this. Consider your calling. Remember, consider when you got saved. Verse 26. Not many of us were wise according to the flesh. Not many were mighty. Not many were noble. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. It's God's way. I'll take these Jews who are totally despised, outnumbered, And Egypt will give them everything they want in order to get them out of their country. He picks the despised, he he chooses the foolish things of the world. What could those people do? What could that bunch of peasant, mostly uneducated Jews who followed Jesus, those fishermen and others, do when the Lord Jesus died and ascended to heaven? They changed the world. God's foolishness. God's foolishness. What can the church do in America today with all of this? We can do what we were called here to do. And do it with all of our heart. God's foolishness. Because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Consider your calling. He goes on. Verse 30. But by His doing, you are in Christ, oh, here it is, who became to us who are the saved. What did He become to us? Wisdom from God. Wisdom from God. Which leads us now to the book of James. I want you to link that phrase now to James. Very familiar words. Let's go now to James 3. Living wisely is practicing the wisdom of God. If the Lord Jesus Christ... Is the wisdom of God. If to know wisdom is to know Jesus Christ, then I'm on a lifelong quest to know Jesus Christ better. I'm asking, look, I'm asking you, you're my dear friends. We do this every Wednesday. We walk together for a lot of years. Do you know the Lord Jesus better now than you did last year? Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? In knowing Him, there comes and rises a knowledge of wisdom, God's wisdom. But now we have James. You remember what James says in the beginning of his book? you remember? He says, you know, as he talks about this whole matter of praying, you remember he says that we're if we lack wisdom, this is... Chapter 1 verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, this is what I was driving at at the beginning tonight. If I'm not willing as a 66-year-old man to say, God, I lack wisdom, I'm not going to get it. If I think I already have wisdom, I won't ask for wisdom. We teach this verse all the time. We preach this verse. Well, you know, you need to ask God for wisdom. Okay. What do you need wisdom about today? What do you need life skills today for in your life? What, What life skills do you need? If anyone lacks skills, Let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. All right, then I have just a few moments here. James, how can you know who is wise in the world? Here, let's just read it. Verse 13, who among you is wise and understanding? Oh, we have people all in the church. Oh, he's wise. Oh, she's wise. Oh, she's understanding. Oh, they're wise. Boy, they're wise. How do you know? How do you know? Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior in deeds, please notice the language, in the gentleness of wisdom. Wisdom has its own style. Wisdom is gentle. Wisdom has a gentleness to it. So how do I know who is wise in the church? How do I know who is understanding? Amen. Let me see how they live. Let me see how they do under pressure. Let me see when someone's against them. Let me see what they do when things fall apart in their family. Where is the wise? Where is the understanding? It's seen, right here, James says, by good behavior in deeds shown in gentleness of wisdom. If you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. Don't say you're in the truth and live with bitter jealousy and selfish ambition and be arrogant. James is saying. And then he talks about the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of God. This wisdom that is, well, you deserve to be, well, you know, you you have a right to feel like that. Well, you have this, well, you should, yes, blah, blah, blah. However you pick man's wisdom. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above. It's earthly, natural, and demonic. We sometimes forget about this, but the reality is that the wisdom of the world is not spiritual. The wisdom of the world is tied to the world. And the wisdom of the world is much, many times tied to the demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. That's what the wisdom of man brings. In fact, sometimes that's what the wisdom of man highlights. But, here's where we end tonight. Living wisely is practicing the wisdom of God. But the wisdom from above, and now he describes the character qualities of wisdom from above. Pure, peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruits. Unwavering without hypocrisy. You see, the worldly wise think they're wise in themselves, but they're fooled. The worldly wise and their fleshly wisdom fool themselves and they live in the deception of the devil's lies. This is that earthly, natural, demonic kind of wisdom. But what do we look for? We look for, we look for, and ask for wisdom from above. The wisdom that comes in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. I began by saying this to you. Where can we go for a model for living wisely? It's not the church. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. So we read, we read as we go through the gospel. How did our Lord deal wisely with all of those who came to Him? It's a masterful read. It's a glorious read of the Gospels, and then we say, "I need to be like that. I need to be like Jesus is in whatever circumstance you're reading in the gospel. I need to be like that." The last phrase in James is where we'll close tonight. The seed So this is a seed time, isn't it? Seed time? Or it's around this time, seed time. And seeds, you go get the certain kinds of seeds, and then they make the certain kinds of fruit. Certain seeds have certain kinds of fruit. The seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those that make peace. That's skillful, wise behavior. We Seed. We seed seeds of righteousness by our works, by our wisdom, in our skillfulness of living, in peace, as we make peace. That's what we do. We don't do it while we're fighting. We do it in peace. And we do it living wisely and practicing the wisdom of God we have learned from the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we read again, as we finish, Proverbs chapter 1, the Proverbs of Solomon the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom. May God grant us all, and I put myself at the top of the list, may God grant us all the ability tonight in our whatever life season we are in, to know wisdom that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ so that we might live wisely to the praise of the glory of his grace the lord is near to the door come lord jesus come lord jesus heavenly father we thank you for today and we thank you for the truth of your word to know wisdom we know it by knowing you lord jesus not only by knowing you as lord and savior but by knowing how you spoke and what you said and what You taught and how You lived. May we, may we examine Your life carefully. May we follow You. May we follow Your example in our words and in our ways and our deeds. Oh Lord, to know wisdom. To know Jesus Christ in whom is hidden all of the wisdom of God. Grant that we might see again You afresh and anew, Lord Jesus that we might tonight have the wisdom we need to live wisely in the days in which we have been given. We thank You for it. Thank You for my brothers and sisters who are here and who joined us. May You bless us to do Your work. and May we truly scatter the seeds of righteousness in our good works, in wisdom, in peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget to sign up. Sign up. We're having dinner together. It's not come get your dinner and go home. It's come. This is a novel idea. We're going to all have church together and have choir. And then we're going to go all eat together at the same time. It's a miracle. It's a wonderful thing. Some of us have not done it for a number of years. Sign up. We need the count. Please come. It'll be a great day. All right. I've done my job. I was told to make sure I say that. So now you've heard. God bless you. Great to see you all. Say hello to somebody on your way out if you don't know them.